This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, it's been another week in quarantine life, but I have discovered something about condo living that ties back to, I think, maybe one of our first episodes that we ever did of the podcast. That's exciting. I've had uh, two food adventures this week uh, in gluttony. Uh, one brought me back about 30 years in my life, and I have a question about it that I need clarification on, uh, but it sounds like we got some good stuff. We also have another of our uh, pick three sort of things that we do every week and Mm -hmm. of course your ask a fat questions which are rolling in at a record rate i cannot uh i think rick or i cannot thank you guys enough for the instant amount of refollowing you've done on the podcast the uh the what's the word i'm looking for participation in the ask a fat questions and on the facebook page of the email it's really been overwhelming the downside of that is we can't possibly get to all of them um, but we're doing our best. We're, this week, I think we're going to try to get all new people in because we've got so many people listening, so many people writing. Instead of giving it to our favorites every week like we usually do, let's get some new people in there and hopefully keep them hooked with the podcast as well. All right. So for all that, we want to thank everybody for, as you mentioned, for all the interaction. By the way, got one special from uh, Matt who pointed out that he went on my recommendation to Firewater Barbecue in Geneva and absolutely loved it. So there's another recommendation for fire water and to send in your recommendations as some people have, or, you know, to react to what we're doing on the pod at I'm fat pod on Twitter, facebook.com slash I'm fat pod and I am fat pod at gmail.com. If you have not already subscribe rate and review the podcast that helps us out greatly. Jay, I want to start with one thing that I have discovered recently in condo living that We, at the beginning of the podcast, one of the things that I think, especially for normies, raised an eyebrow was the the concept of having drop spots of where you have to get rid of the evidence when it comes to fast food or wrappers or anything like that. This is great because the story I was going to tell ties into this very well. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) So just realizing living in, I'm, you know, I'm in a 11th floor condo building. So one of the great things that we have downstairs is a dumpster area mm-hmm. where I can very easily not have to deal with maybe getting a side eye from the neighbor of the person whose garbage I might be utilizing while it's out on the street or, you know, going to the next building to use their dumpster. I don't have to worry about that because we have our own dumpster 
And unless I'm being eyed while walking in the door, which would be very surprising, you're in the clear for it. So that is a major positive that I have, I don't know about discovered, but have been utilizing a little bit more in the rare occasions of getting to go out and actually do something. I have started to utilize that a little bit and it makes life a lot easier. Well, that's a great asset to have. And here's something I've noticed too, is during the quarantine times uh, that fast food garbage cans are just overflowing through the drive-through because people are just driving through, dumping their stuff in there and the restaurants can't keep up. It's not a criticism, but people are just only in the drive-through. So they're dumping all their garbage in there, be it old pop cans or receipts or whatever. So they're overflowing today. I was feeling kind of fat i had an errand to run to run and i drove through Krispy Kreme, nice. and i had two chocolate donuts and a nice coffee uh no sugar in the iced coffee please i'm i'm on a diet uh <laughs> <laughs> so and i i was i'm like i have to hide this especially for a lot of reasons not just the fact that hope would be like you fat ass you had donuts for breakfast after we ate uh and the, her and i split our bean dip a whole bowl of it last night playing cards together. Nice. Um, so it's not been a very healthy week. So I had to find a place to ditch the Krispy Kreme. Went through a Bank of America drive through They had a fast food style garbage can at the end of the lane. Really? It was like an oasis from heaven. It was amazing. I was so happy to see that. I had to go out to today to go to Lansing, Illinois, which is right between me and Indiana. Ugh. Went to get something for Addie's birthday. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is because she may hear this podcast, but what I needed to get wouldn't fit in my car. So call up our old buddy, Tim Bach from the score. I'm like, Hey, uh, you're relatively close to here. Do you got 20 minutes to come help me move this thing? Sure enough. Anyone who knows Tim Bach knows he showed up right away. We put it in the back of his pickup truck and then brought it to my neighbor's house. And we're like, Oh, Tim came by to visit the full Addy. Um, so all's good, but yeah, I was panicking. Like, where am I going to ditch this Krispy Kreme? Cause if I throw that in the home garbage, that's problems. <laughs> yeah, that is. Even if it's, even the outdoor can can be an issue. It's true because yep. you never, you never know, especially with the weather we've been having. You don't know when a can could get knocked over and then you're exposed. Yeah. That could, that's problematic. No, that wasn't me. You had Chipotle, Krispy Kreme, bean dip, McDonald's and Wendy's in one week. Someone must be using our garbage can. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like right down the Broadway there of like everything that's. Yeah, used. Oh, so this week, uh, Colleen and I got Qdoba because uh, from it was just like on my way home. Mm-hmm. So I end up getting Qdoba, bringing it back. And as we're eating, Colleen looks at me and she's like, yep, this is definitely still better than Chipotle. I'm just saying, I'm just letting I'll you know. Try. I am open-minded to it. If I could find one, well, I'd yeah. be happy to try it again. I just, I don't, I don't know if there's, if there's any near me at all. Yeah. Because the one that I used to have was downtown, like right on, was it Randolph or was it Washington? Yeah, it was, wa- hmm. it yeah, I think was, it was Washington. Yeah, Washington and Warbash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that one closed down because it's so good and everybody loves it so much. Um <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's one even remotely close to me. Cuz I'm probably willing. not. I think th- I think there's one a little in, on the northern side of the city and then there's the one over here that's I think it's considered I forget if it's considered Wheaton or Carroll Stream. Oh, there's one in Highland. I can go to that one. That one's close to me. Oh, okay. Highland Indiana isn't far from me at all. Yeah, the only all right. pro- Yeah, you just have to go to Indiana, you know. Dude, I've told you before, you know this about me. Like 
I value my time alone. I value my commute, of which I don't have anymore. Yeah. So once a week, I just hop in my car and I just drive. I just kind of go explore, listen to music, listen to a podcast, whatever. And that's kind of been my thing is I'll go through Lansing, Illinois, go through like Dyer, Highland, all that area, just because it's something new for me to see and somewhere mm-hmm. new for me to go and kind of explore. And it's it just gives me like an hour to go there, come back. You know, check out whatever new restaurants I might want to try when things open up again. And uh, it just kind of clears my head a little bit. So I've been spending more time in Indiana than you would think, uh, just because it, it, it's kind of my mental my mental health uh, once a week drive that I take. Yeah. So and those drives are good because like for me, I'll know of certain towns. I know this part of it and this part of it. And when you just kind of start driving around, you figure out the bridges to be like, oh, okay. if I just take this road, it's an easy route to get to this part from this part of a town that I know to this part of it. Right. Which which could just be logical. Yeah, exactly. Because like. For some people, they're like, well, yeah, any, you know, like any road that would, you know, end up, if you just keep heading north, you'll end up there or something. And I'm like, no, I'm kind of an idiot and I don't really think that way necessarily. (laughs) That's true. Yes, he is. Yes. But like, (laughs) I just don't think that way. So for me, like that kind of stuff is really great. And especially if you want that uh, random ice cream run, you know, you Mm -hmm. just get it earlier in your drive and either you find a parking lot or you just keep driving around and there you go. And then it's gone. And then you just have to ditch it in the dumpster. Well, this leads me to my uh, my food from 30 years ago. I don't know what happened. I don't know where this spark was lit in my brain. Have you ever had... <clears throat> I don't know why my voice cracked like a 13-year-old, but hey, I'm going back 30 years. Um, have you ever had Baskin-Robbins pink bubblegum ice cream? Oh, man. I think I did. <laughs> God, I don't even know how many years ago because there was a Baskin-Robbins like right across... 38 from my house so okay do you do you remember it at all like what it was like what it tasted like anything not at all i just remember that it existed and that i know i had it at least once but i don't remember anything about it okay i don't know maybe i'm pregnant i know this happens with pregnant women where just random cravings come from seemingly out of nowhere just all of a sudden in my brain i'm like i have to have that i haven't had it in years and i know people listening will remember this and they can help us out I'm fatpod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash I'm fatpod, et cetera, all the I'm fat pods. It has little pieces of gum in it. So it's pink ice cream, bubblegum flavored. It's really, really good. I love it. But there's little, little dots of ice cream in it or of uh, gum in it. And I don't know if you're supposed to actually like put the ice, put the gum in your cheek while you eat the ice cream or if it's just edible gum. I think it's edible gum. I just eat it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing it wrong and if I'm, you know, maybe killing myself slowly by eating these tiny, tiny pieces of gum. Let me know. But man, I I don't know what it was, but something made me crave that ice cream for the first time in 30 years. Like, not only that, I hadn't even really thought of it. Like, we have a Baskin Robbins by us, but we've talked forever about the Dairy Queen in Homewood. Mm-hmm. It's like iconic in Homewood, and that's where everybody goes. I never even think of Baskin Robbins for ice cream. I don't know if someone mentioned it on a TV show or... I don't know. Whatever planted the seed, though, I had to have it. I did, and it was as good as I remember. I just couldn't remember what I'm supposed to do with the gum pieces because <laughs> they're yeah. really tiny. They're like BB-sized almost. O- almost like dots. Or not dots, Um, dipping dots. dots. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit bigger than that, but okay. they're also they're white. They're not pink. It's, it's oh. very strange. So if anyone's worked at Baskin-Robbins or if anyone knows the pink bubblegum ice cream well, let me know. Am I supposed to eat that gum or just chew it or just spit it out or what? 
I ate it, and I'm so far I'm fine. Two days later, so. By the way, you may have that's a, an area we have not covered yet, and we have so many women that listen to this podcast, and we appreciate them greatly for doing so. The like an entire episode, or at least part of an episode, on different random pregnant cravings. I love that. Or combinations, or or it could even be the thing that you love any other time in your life, but when you're pregnant, you just can't, you just cannot touch it or smell it or whatever. I like that. Yeah. Yes, we have a lot of female. I would say like our questions are maybe probably sixty forty male female, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive considering this podcast was born on the score sports radio, which is what probably ninety percent male. Oh yeah, listenership. Um, yeah, I would love to hear those stories because I think it's fascinating. My friend Jenny, who has seven children, Ugh. she would crave orchata. That, that was the thing that twins. she... Like, or no. is this seven different pregnancies? Seven different pregnancies, yes. Good. Uh, bless her. Somehow, all of her kids are amazing. <laughs> I don't know how she did it, but she's a great mom. She w- I remember, Je- I don't remember. It's something I have to remember. Jenny is an only child. And all, I remember as a kid, she always wanted a sibling and always thought like, oh, I just wish I had just one. So she made up for it. <laughs> I was going to say, but she, she wanted one sibling, not six. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> something. Awesome, and for a, for a long time, too, they lived in a like a two flat on the top floor. Oh, wow. With all of them. And for a, for a while, her mom lived with her. Imagine that. And they got through it, man. People find a way. I'm telling you, you mm-hmm. whatever card you're dealt, it's like, okay, we'll make it work. And they did. And they're happy kids. They're one of them's in college. One of them is a senior at Eisenhower right now. They're, they're thriving. They're great kids. And uh, yeah, but she always craved horchata. That was the thing when she, and I know that's not weird, but it's just like when she's not pregnant, she's like, yeah, I like it, but it's nothing I'm typically like obsessing over. It was like a daily horchata run for her. That's awesome. All right. So it'd be worse. I love Orchata. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Orchata is great. God, that's one of the great things of West Chicago. We always had good Orchata ready. The also, new... her, also, Haritos were available at the Jewel in West Chicago way before it was available in most places, where now it's just like a thing where it's just, it is in grocery stores. It had been in grocery stores in West Chicago for, I would say, five to 10 years before. Well, that's how you know you have a good Mexican restaurant. Like, there, like, let's say a burrito place opens in your neighborhood, and you walk in, and the cooler doesn't have Haritos in it or RC Cola. Yeah. Just turn around and walk out. <laughs> like, okay, these people don't know what they're doing. But I had, there's a new taco place in Homewood called Wancho's. It's on Halstead and Ridge. They have strawberry horchata. Ooh. Oh, my good Lord. It was amazing amazing and the best part about wancho's is before the uh pandemic of course as you'd wait for your food they'd bring you little like sh- paper shot glasses of their carnitas oh nice like, here try this You're like, okay <laughs> that's delicious <laughs> like right you know just cooked and they would just fill these little cups so people could sample them but yeah strawberry horchata dear lord i have seen the face of god and it is strawberry horchata any of our female listeners out there, please send us your cravings that you had or, you know, your your food adjustments you had to make due to pregnancy. And guys, you know, you had to make some of those runs. What are the ones that you remember from when your wife, significant other, whatever, baby mama was knocked up? <laughs> Both. Both. Yes. <laughs> All of the above. 
All right. So before we get to our ask a fact questions, we do have another pick three this week because honestly, why the hell not? And this one is ice cream flavors in the more generic sense. So we're not saying yes. a specific place, but you have to take what your 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 mean, your average of Rick, these. we have a curveball on this one. We do? This graphic you sent me? Yes. You can choose only one. <laughs> this is tough. Should we average it at two? Sure. We I'll take fat. two. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Okay. So our flavors are vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, mint chocolate chip, cookie dough, cookies and cream, butter pecan, Rocky Road, and pralines and cream. Which is this my is favorite difficult. R&B song, by the way. <laughs> that was sung by Peaches and Herb, I believe. <laughs> um, my goat, as far as the standard issue uh, ice creams go, mm-hmm. is cookies and cream. That's my favorite. So that, that one's on there for sure. What's your number one pick? It's agreed. It's cookies and cream. It's really, it's the best when it's an actual Oreo, but when places substitute with, you know, something close enough, it's still really good. It's just, it's such a high floor on it. It's really hard to screw it up. If you walk into an ice cream place and you're like, yeah, this place looks kind of shady. There might be a dead body in the cooler. You know, the cookies and cream will still be at least pretty good. And if it's tinted pink at all, there is a body in the cooler, and while and as long as it tastes good, eat it while calling nine one one. And that's the pink bubblegum ice cream. <laughs> no, uh, so my second one. This is tough, and you know, cookie dough seems like the obvious pick here, but I think I'm gonna go pralines and cream. Wow, that whole deal, that mixture of flavors. And I don't usually like a nutty ice cream. It's just the, the the caramel and the nuts and everything. I think it's really, really delicious. It's something I almost never order, mm-hmm. but it scratches all the itches of the Ben and Jerry's kinds where the salty and the sweet are sort of mixed together, um, and it gives you that sensation. So if I only can have two ice creams the rest of my life, I'm going to want the salty option, uh, which is my favorite play to run in NCAA football <laughs> 03. Um <laughs> So I'm going to go cookies and cream and pralines and cream. I don't even want to know what that play looks like. No, you don't. You have to remember for me with this, the entire bottom row of butter pecan, Rocky Road, pralines and cream knocked out just on principle because there's no nuts nuts involved. So then I actually eliminate chocolate next. I don't know why chocolate ice cream. It depends on the circumstance. Like the um, I have it in the. Dairy Queen French Silk Pie Blizzard, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But then, hmm, after that, I'm going to eliminate mint chocolate chip. I'm not as high on Mint is good. Sometimes I'll have a taste for mint, and I'll go that route. I think my second is going to be cookie dough, but actually strawberry is a close third. That's pr- Strawberry is really solid. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong, but I'm with you on chocolate ice cream. Not a huge fan. I'll get a chocolate malt or a chocolate shake. Yeah. But I think the taste of chocolate ice cream on its own is not very good. I just, ugh, I don't know. And I love chocolate, but something about the chocolate ice cream I'm just not a big fan of. It, but we have a lot of weird, and it's a lot of like weird food intricacies. And the odd thing is we agree on most of them. Yeah, except for peanut butter and nuts. Yeah. Um. Here's the other thing, too. And I wonder if this is a factor for you. 
Why do ice creams not use actual chocolate chips? Why do they use like the flat square chocolate pieces? Like mint chocolate chip would be really good if you gave me some traditional like Toll House chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. These are like these flat discs, and I don't. They're not as good to me. I don't know. I maybe the, there must be a reason that every ice cream flavor that uses chocolate chips uses those little flat uh, rectangles or whatever. Yeah, because like my favorite ice cream right now is the raspberry chip from Graham's in Geneva. And it's it's the same thing. It's like those little flat pieces of dark chocolate. And I'm like, Ugh. like, it's not it's obviously not bad. I think I do think, though, if they made those even made those flat pieces a little smaller, but a little thicker, I think that would make a huge difference. And they just they just don't. So maybe maybe it's more of a choking thing, which if you're choking on that, you've got bigger issues. But yeah. I, I'm, that's my that's the only thing I can guess. Maybe it's because it's dark chocolate, typically in ice cream, because it's more of a powerful taste than milk chocolate. I wonder if you would sort of lose a milk chocolate flavor in an ice cream. I bet that's probably a factor a little bit, but I don't know. It's interesting. Someone's got to know this answer, too. Whoever's answering my pink uh, bubblegum question, answer me the flat chocolate chip (laughs) question, too. Because every ice cream on earth, even like from Breyers to Ben and Jerry's, everybody uses the flat chip, and I have to know why. All right. Now let's get to your plethora of Ask a Fat questions. Ask a Fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right. First one is from Willie via current Chicago resident on Twitter. Current Chicago resident asked this, and then Willie said, hey, this would be a great question for the I'm Fat podcast. So it's kind of a a combo platter of getting this question out there. And we've done a little bit on this before. What are some good indicators that let you know a restaurant is going to be good? Well, we just mentioned the Haritos in the Mexican restaurants. And the RC Cola, of course. Um, There was a meme going RC Cola. Yeah, it's good. Well, yes, that's your. There is no Jay Z Cola yet. That's Um, true. There was a meme going around on the intranets this week where it said, name a better combo, and it was an RC Cola and a pizza box that everyone has seen. It's the map of Italy. It says delicious Italian pizza. It's kind of like the go-to default Chicago pizza box slash bag. Either that or the one of the pizza getting pulled out of the brick oven. (laughs) Yes, yes. But whenever I see (laughs) the delicious Italian pizza bag or box, I know that pizza is going to be damn good. Yes. So there's one. Um, Another sign that I know a place is going to be really good. That's a good question. Okay, so I have the one that I've brought up before. You know you can trust a barbecue restaurant if they take the time to care about the hot link. Yes. When the hot link is mm -hmm. good, you're going to have a good experience, at least with the food. Maybe not the people, but at least the food at a certain restaurant. So that's one that I trust on the barbecue front, at least. I would say having a clean bathroom would indicate to me they have a clean kitchen, but I also don't care. Um, so (laughs) there's been a lot of places where I've been like, eh, just don't think about it. It's fine. Just don't think about it. Just eat it. Uh, but to me, the greatest indicator is how many people are there? Oh, here's a good one. Hmm. Is there a police car there? The police know where to eat. If you see a police car in the parking lot, you are in good shape. That's a great call. 
Yeah. I if not police officers eat there, every listen to this. Every time I've gone to fry the coop in my life, there's been a paramedic or a police officer in there. Every time. Huh. By the way, that... I have a fry the coop story for you. Okay. Oh, I... but let me let me fold in yeah, this yeah. other question because it dovetails with what you mentioned. Steve wanted to know the best food beverage combo, which is, I think, what you were talking about. It's either the Tavern Pizza and the RC, McDonald's and Coke, or yes. Taco Bell and Baja Blast. Yeah, get, all the Mountain Dews can go for me. Um, I'm Give me McDonald's and Coke. Their Coke is the best Coke. I'm talking about the cola. Not the I, I was going to say, I'll clip that uh, one. <laughs> but theirs is absolutely the best. And I think like Chipotle is a close second because aren't they like the same company or they were or something? I think so. So they might have similar machines or a similar setup. Um, so yeah, but that to me is McDonald's and their Coke is perfect for me. There's times I crave a McDonald's Coke and I will just go drive to a McDonald's and get a Coke and call it a day because it's that good. See, I will take the RC Cola with the tavern style pizza because A, it's tavern style pizza. And that makes it infinitely better to me than McDonald's or Taco Bell. And RC Cola is still pretty damn good. So I I think you got a real nice high floor option there, Jerry Angelo. Have you ever had Cherry RC? Not in a long time, if I ever have. I don't know if it's still available, but I remember El Gallo Tapaccio, which is 111th Street, just west of Cicero, next to Nino's Pizza, another great place on the south side. They always had Cherry RC, and it was amazing. I just haven't been there forever because I don't li- really live there anymore. Oh, another way. So you know a hot dog, so like a Vienna beef stand is going to be good if they yes. offer red cream soda. Oh, that red cream soda. What brand is it? Um, Barks, right? Barks I don't red even... cream soda? Yeah, Barks, is, Barks has good red cream soda um wendy's has it now they have like dave thomas's red cream soda like it's his craft air quotes craft brand so it's in the freestyle machine if you don't know that's there it's there there's red cream soda at wendy's it's amazing at jersey mike's they have it's not a red cream oh, soda but it's just a cream soda yeah that's like uh was it like a, a, a agave, agave? Cr- yes how have we not talked about this it's like stubborn is it stubborn the the brand stubborn yes that's yeah. right Yes, that is so good. It really and I is. don't dr- I don't drink regular soda because I do have to watch my sugar a little bit because I'm diabetic. So I usually will sacrifice like I'll have a couple I'll have an actual sub instead of ha- adding the carbs with a sweet drink. Sure. But every time I'm at Jersey Mike's the when I get my cup to fill up my drink, I fill it about a third of the way and just have a taste of that cream soda. It is amazing. You're right. I for- oh my god, I forgot about that. That I love cream soda. And the best cream soda ever. Remember the old Jewel brand pop? Where it was like the blue can. Yes. All they had their own line of soda. And it was a blue can with like a blue wave on it. That was always to me the best cream soda. See, I, I've I've been in IBC stand and Oh well I, I can't go wrong there. Yeah, exactly. But uh so I remember one time we have a Midas down the street from where I grew up, and I had dropped my car off, and they, there were a few cars in front of me, so they said, Hey, come back in a couple hours. Well, as I'm coming back I have my my bottle of IBC cream soda that I'm drinking as I'm walking back. So I walk into Midas as like a 16 or 17 year old with this can or with this bottle from IBC that 100% looks like a beer bottle. So I look <laughs> yeah. like I am this brazen moron 
well, that walks in there just having finished a beer to come to go drive my car home. Well, you never know. I think you should try it sometime. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, my Fry the Coop story. I've told you they've got like the window pickup right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually golfed this week with my buddy, Michael. We stayed well apart, went to pick up dinner. Everyone in line has their mask on. So this kid goes up to order. They've got a takeout window and then they've got like plexiglass only low enough, like where you just put your hand in and pay and take your food out. Okay. So it's maybe like maybe a foot tall. This kid goes to order. It's got a mask on, bends over, takes the mask off his face and puts his head in the window to order. Uh, I was like, uh, buddy, I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you don't get the show. <laughs> you don't get to lick everyone's order either. All right. Got an ask a fat here from Tony. He says, long time fat, first time asker. When trying a new restaurant, do you have a go-to sandwich that you use to gauge if the place is any good? He says he submits the patty melt as the best choice. This is like we talked about. How do you find out a pizza place is good? Matt Spiegel contends you get a sausage, onion, and green pepper pizza. That's the ultimate test. For me, if it's a sandwich place, assuming we're talking about like burgers, mm-hmm. a, a barbecue bacon cheeseburger. That yep. would be my first order at a, bur- a burger place. Sometimes I'm in the mood for the fried onions. Sometimes I'm not, depending on how they serve them. But to me, if that turns out well, you know they pay attention to the cheese. They, You'd know if it's a cheap or a gourmet barbecue sauce. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, that's a great call. Uh, along with that, I was thinking, yeah, if it's more of a burger place, that's I agree that that's the way to go. If Or you could even do like a build your own, but just don't ha- do the regular like American cheese. You know, like get something different, get one of the other ones. Something mm-hmm. that's off of just the generic of what they do. If it's a, like I was thinking a sandwich, like sandwich sub type place or something like that. Then you go the Italian sub because that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of the more popular. Once again, Jersey Mike's the 13, yep. you know, it's just a classic. Everybody should, uh, minus tomato and onion, uh, for me at <laughs> least. So if they can't do that properly, then I am very worried about the other things that they could do because I, so the last time we did a food order, um, we did not get any salami or pepperoni. So I have been craving that because like for just a sandwich I'll make for lunch, I'll do like some ham, some salami, whatever cheese we have, I'll throw on there and throw some mustard on there and I'm happy and that's great. Yeah. But we haven't had that other element. So I've just had, you know, like mind you, a ham and cheese sandwich is perfectly fine, but like not being able to have the balance of both of those has, has me longing for a nice piece of salami. And Mark. It's your turn to ask a question. (laughs) All right. This one's from Seth, who said, what are foods that you use to consume other foods? And he he posits the example of he uses chips to eat his applesauce, which is is a little outside the box. And I appreciate that. All right. Wow. A couple come to mind. Uh, Anytime I order any sort of Mexican food, I will immediately, I almost always get a burrito. I will shake some of the meat and cheese and ingredients out of the burrito and put get them on my plate or on my foil mm-hmm. so I can eat those with chips. Good call. That happens. That's a go, That's an every single time. Here's one for you. How about a ham and cheese sandwich as a vehicle for Doritos? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I put either Cool Ranch or regular Doritos in the sandwich 
every time I have a ham and cheese sandwich. I like that. The I'm, tastes go perfectly, and I have the same feeling about peanut butter and jelly and ruffles. Okay. Um, but to me, Doritos and ham and cheese sandwiches are a match created for each other. Yeah, because you do need something. You do need some sort of texture, because whether it's ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly, it's multiple soft things. You right. need something to break that up, and if nothing else, be able to scrape it off at the top of your mouth mid-bite. <laughs> right. So I don't put the ruffles in the peanut butter and jelly, but I do smash the Doritos in the ham and cheese. It's like part of making the sandwich. Even if it's a hot ham and cheese or a grilled ham and cheese, those Doritos are going in there every time. And if I'm making grilled, if I'm making ham and cheese and I don't have Doritos, I kind of feel sad. It doesn't feel complete. So one that is more on the dessert side, which, and it does make a lot of sense. Um, Oh my God. What are they called? The um, uh, pirouettes. Yes. That are incredible and expensive. So they're not, it's a, it's a very rare occurrence, but if you have any sort of like, I've eaten chocolate pudding with a pirouette, a French vanilla pirouette. The fat police are coming for you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So we have, so for, for last Christmas, uh, Colleen and I got a, a wall unit for air conditioner and uh, we haven't been able to, we haven't put it in yet because it hadn't really gotten warm enough and we're not proactive about it. So now it's getting warm enough, but we still haven't put it in. So I still have the window cracked open. Oh, so there you go. that's where we're getting the uh, cause, good timing. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> but yes. So chocolate pudding with a pirouette is amazing. Inexpensive pirouettes at Aldi. Pro tip. Ooh, okay. Email here from Kelly. She says, I live in Milwaukee and now that everything is open up here, People from Illinois are driving up to get all sorts of yummy food and drink. What is your favorite Wisconsin food or restaurant that you're driving up here to get? Do you have a thought, Rick? I need curds. Mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, I could just, could I get that small for license plate? Yeah, sure. I could. That's, I mean, cheese curds from any restaurant or bar generally will do the trick. I'm not that picky. Give me cheese curds. Or give me death when I go above the cheddar curtain. Uh, Brat Stop is right over the border, and they have delicious curds there. My favorite Wisconsin eatery, I'm a big Door County enthusiast. That is where my family goes for a quick vacation to just cleanse our brains and, and feel good and relax and get out to nature. There's a place, this is not a secret place by any means. It's called L. Johnson's. It's a Swedish, uh, I guess you'd call it a diner, but the breakfast is incredible. The food is great. They have goats on the roof because the roof is made of grass. So goats just graze on the roof all day. Uh, L. Johnson's in uh, in Door County is my favorite. And the funny thing is, like, everything there is, like, homemade and really fresh. And, man, the breakfast sausage is so good. I'm like, man, this is delicious. I would love to see if they sell this in store. So I, we asked the waitress, like, what's your secret with the uh, breakfast sausage? Like, oh, it's Oscar Mayer. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away. But yeah, so Oscar Mayer breakfast sausage, really good. But yeah, that's like the one thing they don't make in house is their breakfast sausage. So that was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, that that to me, L. Johnson's, if you've ever been to Door County, I'm sure you've been there. It's like the most touristy place there, but for good reason. It's amazing. Okay. This question comes from Ryan. Actually, I think I've mentioned him on the podcast before as my buddy Beaker. So this yes. is my, yeah, this is my buddy Beaker. If Ben and Jerry, this may end up being too big for, for this context right now, considering our time okay. constraints, but 
if Ben and Jerry's let you build your own pint and name it and name it, what would it, it Jesus, let me try this again. And three, two, one. If Ben and Jerry's let you build your own pint and name it, what would it consist of and what would you name it? And he said he can also confirm that a Papa John's still has the regular sausage and Italian sausage. So if you are going to order Papa John's, good for you and make sure you say Italian sausage. I cannot make a decision this big this quickly. This okay. is, I'm going to need a week to ponder this one. We're going to we'll have to earmark that one. I'll, I'll make a note. It's too important. Yeah, make too important to yeah. your own Ben and Jerry's flavor. I will say it'll be hard for me to top the Americone dream, but that will be my goal in the next week because Lord knows I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got one here from Carolyn and Adrian. Uh, this is a, a double email. First of all, they thank us for the Mr. Rico Loco recommendation, 183rd in Harlem and Tinley. They went for the, he calls it the Jay-Z special of 10 tacos, churros, and mango juice bag. Uh, but the two, these two normies were more impressed with the guava-filled cheesecake palatas. Look up Mr. Rico wow. Loco. Look up their specials. You will never spend a better 30 bucks in your life. All right, so the question is, when eating a block of cheese and it's gone a bit moldy, how much distance do you leave from the spoiled part and, and do you still consume it? No, if I see mold, it's garbage. Yeah. I can't. I can't get my brain over that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a wimp that way. And then he says, when they say, sorry, uh, when is it appropriate to eat dessert, dessert first? For example, at Mr. Rico, we ate paleta and churros in the car on the 30-minute drive home to eat the 10 tacos. Also, how often do you plan for dessert when ordering your meal? Do you ever ask to see the dessert menu, even if you won't be partaking in the sweets at a restaurant? Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, dessert first. That Whenever I think you damn well please. Yeah, whenever you want, truly. But I think the scenario you presented where you go to a place that has like something that's melting, but you're eating it at home. That's what I would do. But I'm I'm yes. kind of a traditionalist in my meal order. Where and to me, dessert is like, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. So I like to save it for last. So I will always look at a dessert menu, even if I don't end up getting it. But you never know if they're going to have the chocolate chip in the uh, cast iron pan with the ice cream on it. So you, you've got to check. You have to. Oh. That made me think of a concept that we do need to bring up on this podcast that I do think is important that normies know about. It's called the fat tax. And so my mom's birthday was Monday and for her birthday, cause they can't really go anywhere and she doesn't really like getting stuff. She'd rather have something, just something that'll make her make her life better without really disrupting it too much. Just like not a thing, but just something fun. So because Lord knows I'm not doing anything else and I'm looking for any reason to get out of the house. I got her Franco mints from Macy's. Nice. Now, of course, I got her a pound of the mint and a pound of the raspberry because the raspberry are fantastic as well. The tax is getting a third pound of each of those to bring back to my house. Then went to Naperville to Baker Square to get my mom a French silk pie that her and my brothers can enjoy. And also the tax there was getting a French silk pie for me to bring back to my place. This is the fat tax. (laughs) I love the fat tax. I will vote for your policy, sir. That is one tax (laughs) we can all get behind. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh man. All right. We are running out of time here. So 
Uh, I'm going to grab one off the Facebook here. I am out of emails for the moment. Some of them are like more big picture stuff like we talked about. Uh, Eric says, with social distancing likely being continued most, if not all summer, and restaurants being iffy, I'm going to attempt to try a food truck or two each week. What's the best food truck you've ever eaten at? For viewing pleasure, here's a lobster roll I got from Shuck Yeah Food Truck while in Boston a while back. All right. Uh, my favorite food truck is uh, May's Barbecue Truck. The, the place I told you about, and I believe we determined it's Hazelcrest. May's started off as a food truck, and it's absolutely some of the best barbecue you've ever had. Rick is a hot link enthusiast. Yes. They've got two sandwiches. One's called a Pitbull. One's called a Rottweiler. I forget which is which, but it's some combination of hot link, chili, cheese, and jalapenos. Ooh. And they're absolutely amazing. And I'm trying to remember what the other one is, too, but it's something very similar. Maybe it's not chili. It might be like pulled pork instead of chili or something on there. But two of the most amazing barbecue sandwiches I've ever had. And then is it fat rice? I feel bad not knowing this off the top of my head. Um, But there's a truck that used to come outside Prudential and make uh, awesome uh food for uh you know the employees at the building mm-hmm. i think it's called fat rice now i feel like an ass for not knowing it off the top of my head but it's something like that and it's really really good so those are my two favorites okay i have two that let me hold on. while i'm thinking about it let me food truck yeah looks like fat rice okay yeah, that is your name so I have two that that I really enjoy. One is Cheesies because... Oh, Cheesies is good. And because they go everywhere in the area. Like, I've had it outside of Prudential in the Loop. I've had it all the way out in uh, by Cantini in Wheaton or Winfield, whichever it's considered. Oh, I, yeah. I never yeah. know. So I've had it out there. And the other one is one that was introduced to me by Chris Tannehill, the Jerk Truck. Because, oh, yeah. man, good jerk chicken is really hard to beat. Cause like I love spicy, so the jerk truck hits the right amount of just like pure flavor balanced with actual heat. So and it's simple. There's not a ton of options, but you know what you're getting. It's always great. I haven't had a bad experience there. The jerk truck is fantastic, and they have great stuff that you can get. They have good merch. Oh, that's important. Yeah, for sure. I I think we got time for one more. Yeah. Uh, this one, cause I remembered it's my turn. Cause once again, I'm smart. <laughs> this is from large man downstate on Twitter. Definitely Hello our there. type of guy. Yeah. True or false. Pie is greater than cake. And he false. says cl- cake had to claim cheesecake just to have a prayer. Even though cheesecake is closer to pie. Nah, I'm a cake guy. I need the density of a cake. I know uh, you disagree, Rick. Yeah, I'm. I go back and forth at times, but especially maybe because of recency bias, having just had French silk pie this week, if I could have the best form of a cake or the best form of pie, I'm probably taking the best form of pie. Uh, Probably the floor is higher on cake, but man, when you can get a really well done pie, there are a few things that beat it, man. Yeah, I mean... I see what you're saying, but I think I just go for typically more like chocolatey and I like the I like frosting a lot like the when frosting is really sugary. There's almost like a graininess to it. I love that. When I was a kid, I used to eat the candy flowers off the cake. 
Uh, um, see, I, I, I think see an just, I, lean, I lean away from that more towards like a, just a, a more pure like buttercream type thing. I think I just grew up in a cake family. That's typically how these things are decided, right? Like people get on me because I put ketchup on a hot dog, but that's what I was served when I was a kid. By the way, correction, it's not fat rice. It's Big Wang's food truck. How'd you forget that? I don't know. <laughs> but it's Big Wang's, not fat rice. Uh, so sorry for the uh, confusion. But yes, uh, f- Big Wang's food truck is is my favorite. Um, but yeah, I just I like the texture of cake more. And you and I have discussed a lot how textures matter to us. Mm-hmm. And this is a good example. I like pie. But if there's a great pie and a great cake next to each other, the, the pie I don't even look at. I just buzz right by it and go for the cake every time. Well, that's good, because when we're ever in that instance, which, you know, we are so often, we'll balance each other out well. I'll run for the pie, and you can tab the cake, and we'll be set. This way, we don't have to run at all. Fair. We can saunter. (laughs) Very true. Waddle. (laughs) That's more accurate. That is definitely more accurate. All right. Thank you, everybody, for giving us another listen. Once again, for all of for outside of just the normal ask a fat questions that you send us topics that you want to hear us banter about, which you can do at I'm fat pod, facebook.com slash I'm fat pod. I'm fat pod at gmail.com. The special clearing call goes out this week for the ladies listening, your pregnancy cravings guys. What were your wives slash baby mama's pregnancy cravings? We want to know these things because it's an aspect of being fat and a food that we can't necessarily relate to. So we're interested in the topic. So send those over to us. And while you're at it, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. So for Jay, I'm... Hold on. What? What? I would like to distance myself from Rick's comment that being pregnant is part of being fat. That was Rick, not Jay, for the record. (laughs) I'll own it. (laughs) Yes, you will. And that's why I love you. Yes. I'll own it. That's fine. That wasn't the best comment on my part, but I mean, it's, is that, if is that the definition of fat for a cause? I'm, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> you, you have made your decision. You have said what you said yep. and I will let you live with it with no further acknowledgement or comment. Oh, that's fair. Believe me. I know there are so many women that are pregnant. that could still kick my ass, outrun me and many, many other things. So, all right. Well, That's going to do note, it for this edition. <laughs> and maybe every edition ever of the podcast as I might get my ass beat. So Rick be gets it. canceled. Rick gets, yeah, I got canceled. It's like, uh, it's like always sunny. Yep. <laughs> Rick gets canceled. <laughs> Seriously. All right. He's Jay. I'm Rick. Jay will be back next week. Who knows about me? This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. <laughs>